Hello and welcome to MiceCast with your hosts Greg and Mike. Hello. Um, welcome. We were a little overdue on a show. We didn't record one. Oh, we're not. We're right on schedule. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so tonight we're responding to a listener's email. He, um, A gracious listener who's provided us with some show fodder. Yeah, basically he heard us say, yeah, we need some ideas. We're, you know, kind of running dry. And he has written us before, and we have read an email before. So I will read it, and we're not going to read number one, two, three, four, and five, because we're going to do idea number six, and we're going to save idea number five. Yeah, five. Actually, we may do a few of these, uh, but not all of them. (coughs) Excuse me. Wait, hold on. Okay, so, uh, hey guys, I'm a huge fan of the show. Thank you. I wrote an email to you about a month ago with my comments, and you read it on the air. I appreciate you reading the email. It is nice to feel acknowledged and appreciated. Well, and we do appreciate our fans. Thank you. Yes, we do. I heard from your last episode that you're running thin on show topics, so I jotted some down for you guys. There are ones I'd like to hear you debate, especially if you put Greg in his place, Mike. I doubt it. That's going to happen. I love that. Don't get me wrong, Greg. You are an invaluable to the podcast. It would be boring not to have your point of view. Well, thanks after the, the previous uh, sentence. But anyways, thank you. Uh, it is sometimes nice to hear you be humble. He's got a little smiley face. And try not to bully Dick around too much. I hear it in his voice that sometimes he might start to cry. <laughs> little Sheila going on there, huh? I understand if you guys don't use the, use the ideas. I just thought it'd be, uh, I'd try to help and give a little bit of feedback. Rock on, guys. Thanks for the entertainment and Disney fixes that get me through my week. Anton, San Jose, California. Well, thank you, Anton. Yes, thank you very much. So the, we're going to skip past um, one, two, three, four, five. We're going to go down to six. And six is know when to say when. How long do you think Disney should keep something running? When do you realize something is not working for the public or for the park anymore and should be replaced? Why don't you take the first one, Mike, and then we'll, we'll just read down the whole thing. We'll trade back and forth, All and right. we'll, we'll go back to it. All right. He gave some examples to support his question. Uh, the first category is attractions. He lists, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience as an example. It is dated, no longer exciting, no one cares about it. Should it go away? What made them decide to take Captain Neo away? <laughs> That'll be fun. <laughs> If America Sings was still around today, would it speak to the generation of kids, or do they think it is... Well, should I use that word he's using? You can use because we'll use an example later. Okay. Or th- would they think it was gay? When you pull the plug on the 50th exhibit, when Lincoln comes... When will Lincoln come back? Fireworks. All, all, oh, okay. You're, oh, okay. We're going to read them all? Okay, yeah, good idea. We're going to read them all, then we'll go back one. Okay. But I guess you weren't listening to the earlier part of the show. Oh, oh. Fireworks. When should a fireworks show be replaced? Remember was part of the 50th. An amazing show, hands down, but how long should it stay? Do the average park guests care that fireworks shows is three years old? The next category would be parades. When should a parade be changed? Does it matter that the current parade is also almost three years old? And the last parade was around for more than that, I think five years before change? Yes, he's correct. It went from the 45th anniversary to the 50th anniversary. Promotions. Should anniversaries last more than a year uh, that Disneyland is that age. Should the year of a million dreams actually only be a year? It is good, bad, lazy, or weak that they stretch things. Who decides that 
what anniversary years to really celebrate and which ones not to. Example, Epcot this year and, and DCA's fifth year last year, not so much went on. It is not lucrative enough to celebrate. Is it not lucrative enough to celebrate? So um, that's the larger picture. So let's head on back to attractions. Okay. Well, if we go all the way back to show one, one of our criteria for keeping a show around was, is it still drawing people? What, what's the exact term I think we use? Butts in the seats. All right. Is it still putting butts in the seats? So, but then, you know, as we think about it and, you know, analyze it a little bit deeper, and it's not only just a matter of butts in the seats, but, you know, enough butts in the seats to justify keeping it open, right? One butt in the seat all day long is still butt in the seats, but not enough to justify it. cheeks, but not quite a smile. Yeah. (laughs) Well, unless you turn it sideways, right? (laughs) Or it's a plumber. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's been our basic premise really. But I mean, he, he takes it further, you know, it's dated. Yes. No longer exciting. Give us number one. You just, you're kind of generalizing. So you're, you're generalizing. Read example number one. We'll it says, okay, honey, I shrunk the audience as an example. It is dated. And I agree, yes. It is, it is no longer exciting. I don't know. I haven't been in honey, I shrunk the audience in probably five or six years. No one cares about it. You can count me in that group. Should it go away? Well, you know, now we're back to our other dilemma is do they close a the building and put nothing in it? Or, you know, does it get replaced with something better? Yes, to say in, in that case, if they closed that building and took the signs off, an average person who didn't know anything was in there might know not know the difference and just think it's part of Space Mountain. Sure, but all right. So, any, I mean, do you have any comment on these questions so far? Do you want me to read them all and give no, you mine? No, no, no. We're gonna go one by one now. Um, I was actually eating some oh. really good pop here and drinking my uh, nice. my Gatorade. You didn't expound very much and sounded oh, like oh, Anton wanted to hear a little more of, of Mike. Mike. He needs his oh, mic fix. Okay. Well, I mean, well, I'll keep reading then. You know, what made them decide to take Captain EO away? Well, yeah, are you who got trunk the kid? Is that well, all you're going to say? Well, about? What else is there to say? Yes, it's dated. Yes. Well, why is it dated? I'll play the devil's advocate for a minute. I'm going to play Richard's part. Because why it's old. It it's old. Um, the mansion and pirates are old. Why yeah. aren't they dated? Because Honey, I Shrunk the Audience takes its cue from a film. Okay. A you fantasy know, land. Every one of those films come back from, what, the 40s? Yes, but they're considered classics. Is Honey, I Shrunk the, the, the Kids <laughs> a classic? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, you know, back when Disneyland opened, you know, Sleeping Beauty wasn't released yet. Yes, we all know that. But come on. Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. And they tried to put that in, that, that same overlay or that same, uh, what's the freaking institute? Imagination Institute? No. Yeah. Is that what they're calling yeah, it? Imagination Institute. You know, they use it at the Imagination at, Pavilion. At Epcot, you know. Yeah. yeah. With that so, stupid Nigel. <laughs> I can't stand Eric that I, guy. It's Eric Idle, I think, is it? No. Is it Eric? <sighs> yeah. Uh, it doesn't really matter. He's a he's a C-rate actor at best. I don't I don't know where they found him. It must have been bottom dollar. Send us your cheapest. He's uh, Monty Python. Ad. He's from Monty Python. Obviously not doing well over there. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> All right. Well, okay. So dated. <sighs> yeah. yeah. <sighs> See, you know, I'll I'll submit to you that Captain EO 
could also become dated because of who's in it. Yes, well, you could say the same thing. Okay, let's let's finish up, honey. Technology's kind of cool. It's you know the whole three D thing, the theater shakes, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um, rats run under your feet. You yeah, know. rats run under your feet. Yes, it could be considered tomorrow because of the the science, the supposed pseudoscience of it, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah, I think this one should go. I haven't been in it in a, in a while either, so I'm not sure how many people they're putting in the seats. I doubt if it's a huge amount. I, I would I would let this one go if they could put something better in it. In fact, I like I say I think this one you could let go, shut and, down, take the signs off. It would go mostly unnoticed. Well, who says there has to be a 3D show in there anyway? No, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, they could open it back up and. Uh, go back with entertainment again as far as I'm concerned. I like that. Oh, yeah, the space... Uh, I don't know. Okay, so, space plays, but... Yeah, what, that, what made them decide to take Captain EO away? That's a good question. I mean... I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with the child molestation charges. No, but I'm sure they're happy the that self, they did. The self-exile <laughs> of uh, uh, Michael to another country. <laughs> but I'm sure they're happy to pat themselves uh, back that he's no longer you know, associated with them. Don't you think? Now, oh, I think so. Now, when his the first accusation, if I try to put this all together in my mind again, I was thinking that when they closed it, it was real close to one of the first accusations, and they were trying to say it had nothing to do with that. It already had been um, decided that it was going to go. I don't know if I'm right on that. I, I you're better uh, with times. Dates. See, yeah, but see, I didn't give I, you know I didn't give a crap about. Michael Jackson. I mean, I can. I suppose I can Google his freaking. I thought you were saying you didn't give a crap about the allegations. Well, you know. I, don't know, I, just... I like Captain EO in in general. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Uh, I there's a few things I, you know, were just ridiculous. Like we're going, going in. Yeah, <laughs> Hooter ate the map. You know, <laughs> it just it was cute. Uh, I really dug one of the songs. I think the one he didn't release on one of his albums. Uh, one oh. of the dancers, I'm not positive. Um, I think we talked about this before. She used to dance with the tubes. Um, she was in that movie with Gene Simmons and Cynthia, Tom Selleck. Cynthia Gibb? Is that her name? Yeah. Cynthia Gibb? Uh, something. Uh, it, it looks like her. She's like second row, left side, if my yeah, memory yeah, yeah, serves. Yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. And, but, um, you know, I guess when it came out, it was kind of... Interesting, unique. Though I like the previous 3D show, uh, the Magic Guy. What they call it? Epcot Magic Journey. The Magic Magic Journeys. They had it. I think the Magic Guy Theater. Supposedly was a first 3D film shot underwater because it's a underwater sequel. But I dug it. Uh, But I think Captain EO had gone its way, and Michael was waning a little bit, and they had this from Florida. It was an easy, you know, easy changeover. Though I think they did do some more work to the theaters. I don't remember the. uh, the floor shaking, doing its thing and all that. But Cynthia Rhodes, uh, Cynthia Rhodes is her name. Cynthia Rhodes. Yeah. And I'm not positive she was in that, but it sure looked like her. Yeah. She was hot. Oh yeah. Back in the day. <laughs> Back in the day. Who knows? She probably, uh, <laughs> um, no, there was something else you do that. Uh, oh yeah. But you know, it was supposed to be this big production of Michael Jackson, Francis Ford Coppola, uh, Angelica Houston, you know, all big people at the time. So if that was still in there, it would also be dated. But well, you know, are, you, are you saying Angelica Houston and Coppola and those guys are dated? 
Okay, well, you don't see Angelica Houston uh, out and about much anymore. Coppola probably not so much, but, you know, I'm sure... Some of the hairstyles are a little different. I'm sure they're real ha- happy that Mike, you know, Michael Jackson's no longer associated with an attraction inside Disneyland. Isn't that kind of odd? I was thinking about this the other day. Some, a show like I Love Lucy, which shows, obviously, being in black and white, the kind of clothes they wear, you obviously can tell it's not today. Yet it's got an endearing quality that makes it last. You can turn on some shows from the late 70s, early 80s. And they don't hold your attention. Like and they said. just don't hold water. A part of it is the clothes they wear, um, the hairstyles. For some reason, they just stand out as really, at least to me, as, eh, you know, can't, I, I just can't take it. It's a, that, that whole 70s hipster thing, you know, the disco and the flared some of that. bell-bottom pants and the... Yeah, you know, I just have this, this, this down image here. of, um, of um, Barney Fife on Three's Company towards the end of that. You know, the <laughs> scarves, the, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, that just, they're, obviously, we're not timeless shows. I'm, I'm trying to think if there's any timeless shows from... Those generations. I mean, I, I think obviously the uh, something like maybe uh, the Brady Bunch was, and they kind of crossed over into those later uh, generations a little bit. But I don't know. Just there's something. It's like a dark hole of entertainment during TV entertainment during that time. And I think the Michael Jackson uh, Captain EO. If you look at some of the hairstyles, especially in the women and some of the men dancers, they kind of. Oh yeah, they sc- it screams eighties. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. screams eighties. <laughs> Third us. Uh, so is that enough beating up on? Uh, sure. Well, you know, cap- yeah, yeah. No, but there's something uh, that the captain what made him take it away. Okay, we don't know. Oh, yeah, it'll come back we're, to me. We'll just go back. Guessing that at the Imagination Institute, and they had the new song. You were going to try to figure out the dates when it closed and his allegations and all. But you know what? In the long run, who cares? It's gone. I don't think it was that big of a deal to lose it. So. No. Okay. If America Sings was still around today, would it speak to this generation of kids or would they think it was gay? Now, what I'm trying to determine here, and he, ta- he capitalized gay, if it's gay, as in gay, or is it, I feel pretty, oh, <laughs> so pretty. Or they think it's, what, stupid? Oh, what is that, witty and gay? You know, is it that? Is it the old kind of... Gay from the musicals. No, was happy, <laughs> or was it just it's too fruity? Stupid is the term. <laughs> or stupid, whatever you know. However, he's trying to use it. No, um, I think know, that's. I think it's. See, America Sings was a was a great, uh, um, a great ex, ex, uh, exposure to Americana music. You know, it was a quick history lesson. Not quite history lesson. What's the term I want? You know, we, you know, each theater was a time frame and the kind of music that the United States generated at that time. And I thought it's still relevant to learn those kind of things. It's still relevant to learn what kind of music was big in the 20s, what kind of music was big in the 50s, not 50s. What, what were the time periods? The 90s, right? The 1890s, the gay 90s, the roaring 20s. Do you remember the four, the four time frames? Um, let's see. They had the kind of the country western. Yeah, that, yeah was Home on the Range. Home on the range, all that stuff. Yeah, no, but um, I, I still think it, it would be still relevant. I mean, because it's still music that's part of American culture. Let's compare the finale scene to. I, I know this is a stretch. 
uh, Carousel of Progress because I, I was listening to Character Breakfast, which I like to show. Occasionally, they some of their analysis I'm kind of scratching my head on, but they were talking about um, Carousel of Progress and whether or not it should be preserved because it you know was one of these Walt attractions. I mean, this one was you know really influenced by what Walt thought of America and Americana and all that. Um, because it is a Walt original, it's been restored somewhat to the original. I'm, I'm kind of like, I want to say yes, but then I don't want, I, I don't, I'm not of the attitude of, um, you know, make everything uh, a museum. And he, especially, oh, Walt touched the island, how dare us change it? Because obviously he changed things. But to say let's preserve it because it's the Walt original. But yet they've updated the finale scene more than once. It's not the Walt original. No. If you want to go back and restore that show exactly the way Walt had it and you know, explain that when you, you, you ride this attraction par- partly for the nostalgia. But they were going through some interesting history where the dogs used to have different names. Now the dog all is the same name through the whole thing, and they went through some of that. But I kind of look at the end of America Scenes the same way. Now we've advanced another, tw- what, 20 years since it's closed. The finale had <clears throat> stuff from the Roaring Twenties, uh, the, the 50s, maybe you could say the 70s with the long-haired uh, the Rocky uh, Stork. Well, you know, good old Wikipedia here has the whole show listed, the songs. You know, the first theater was the intro where... I could have probably pulled out my album. They'll, they'll flip through the book, what I told you. I didn't yeah, that. you know, the... The eagle comes out, does a quick Yankee Doodle, and then the pop goes a weasel, right? And you go into the deep south. That's what the first a little trivia. Who's the uh, Who's the eagle? Burl Ives. Burl Ives has a, a long history of Disney uh, stuff, especially songs and albums and things. I I, I always kind of liked Burl Ives. It, it was an interesting guy. So yeah, the next stage was the deep south. Camptown races, my old Kentucky home. The frog singing, Pollywood Doodle, uh, Birmingham Jail, down by the riverside. Then the the second one was the western, right? Uh, I've been working on the railroad, home on the range. Who shot that hole in my sombrero? <laughs> my yeah. sombrero wearing dog. Like, some of these, some of these guys. Like, yeah, some of these drunk. Car- the what? Drunk. With uh, the red nose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I think yeah. I could have tweaked tweaked the last scene a little bit. Maybe add. I don't. I don't want to say some grunge or, you know, yeah. something in there, but. I think maybe with a slight tweak to make something at the end a little more relevant to today's kids. Not a, you know, not a hundred percent, but something a little. Well, like, um, yeah, uh, the last act was called Modern Times, right? One of the songs was it a tisk and a tasket. <laughs> All right, I mean, I have no idea when that song was released, but you know, how isn't, isn't that the one with the car came out and they're, they're yeah, the college the, quartet. Oh, yeah, so that, that's stuff, that's yeah. turn of the century. I mean, that's um, yeah. Well, that might be. 40s or 50s. I don't know. Look it up. You're, you're wiki-eating around. All right. A tisket, a tasket. A tisket, a tasket. Uh, nursery rhyme from the 19th century. In 1938, the rhyme was used as a basis for a song written by Al Feldman and Ella Fitzgerald. There Al you go. It's a song in the movie Ride em Cowboy. Woohoo! So, there you go. So, yeah. yeah, I think it could survive today. I, I really do. And I don't know that it was waning all that much. Uh, when it closed, but obviously, and I've kind of corroborated—I've um, corroborated that one, yeah—by yeah. uh, reading a couple sources that it really did come down to budget for Splash Mountain, that they didn't want to build a bunch of new figures, and 
there was American Sings that had been around for 10, 15 years. Yeah. Yank that and go and for it. And they're still going strong, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're... So that's what I think about that. I think it would speak to them, and I, I don't think, think so it would too. be too gay. No. I think it was an excellent. It'd be gay in a good way. You know, the, <laughs> yeah, the, the gay 90s, right? Act well, how want to say. Yeah, that, you know, yeah, before I sink my foot further in my mouth, that's what I meant. It, I, yeah, I think it'd be fun. I think everybody would like it, um, in my humble opinion. Okay, when do you think they should pull the plug on the 50th exhibit? Will Lincoln come back? You know, that's a nice snort. Well, um, pull the plug in the 50th exhibit. Well, okay. You know, I'm biased because, you know, we're in the 50th exhibit, right? I know we are. Yeah. I so, was pointing that out to uh, Burnt and forgot who else. John Dubb. They yeah, were, were they duly impressed? Um, or did they not believe that was you? you I'm not sure yourself. duly, but, you know, <laughs> they were like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but I yeah, think no, Richard's in two of those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two of, oh, is he in the, another one? Because I know the, yeah. we were all in that, that 35th one. Yes, we were. Um, well, I'd kind of like to see the pre-show stay the way it is. Yes. Or something like it. You could throw some Lincoln stuff in there and, you know, one of the... Maybe, you know, where the little... Where they used to play the movie with the, the parrot, you know, that side, where now they're not playing a movie. Um, you know, when you first walk in, you hang a left, right there, they used to have a little film playing. Yes, yes. And I think maybe right there, put some Lincoln stuff. Leave the rest of it, because in a way, that room is kind of like the old showcase, though they're not showing you anything new at this point. They're only showing you uh, where uh, it came from. Yeah, no, I like the, that pre-show area with the... With all know, the, the old Disney yeah, stuff. The display, yeah, the display, the model, the you know concept the model, art for a lot of stuff. I do miss Walt's offices. It was kind of neat to look in on that. Uh, but yeah, I think the pre-show could say the way it is. Maybe have some reference to Lincoln in there. Maybe all his art, the artwork from how his show got started, um, and then go back to the Lincoln show. Now that doesn't mean we couldn't have a hybrid of uh, some kind of, um, you know, the first fifty years in a much more abbreviated sense. But I'd like to get it back to. Yeah, the Lincoln show. I knew. I do know. I don't know why they've been sitting. They've probably been sitting there now. What a year and a half that's been running. The um, the old racks where you put your headsets on yep. when you came out. They're they're just sitting there they're in the, empty, the hallway. Yeah. It's kind of dumb. I don't know why they can't just put them outside or in the warehouse. But uh, now Richard had told me he had heard that it was uh, they were going to try to time bringing Lincoln back with uh, his birthday or anniversary. Well, that's past. So all next I, one February, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'd heard that there was maybe something in store uh, to update Lincoln yet again, uh, but I don't know, have I, any. I think the current details. the current iteration, I think, is fine. The Gettysburg Address one? Yeah. Well, the one where you start is you're the photographer, you know, they put the headphones on, that whole, you know, yeah, sensory yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think right now, the, or the latest one was the Gettysburg Address one, um, where it's, he's no longer with the two columns and all that. It's supposed to look like he's kind of outside and he's. Oh. Anyway, okay. Anyway, well, when do you uh, pull the plug in the fiftieth, though? I mean, uh, he's just—I know he's just referring to the exhibit. Ah, but he talks about promotions. All right, we'll, we'll get. We'll I, get think the, I think on this particular one, I'm guessing he's thinking more of the movie. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because the last, remember, for a while, when it okay, we, we changed over to the Walt Disney story quite a while ago. Then it went back to the Walt Disney story featuring great moments with Mr. Lincoln. There's no reason it can't be Disneyland history featuring great, great moments, moments with Mr. Lincoln. 
something yeah. like that, um, and get back to having Lincoln. But I do. I think the pre-show could stay, or some hybrid of it could stay, uh, and move that on. So pull the fiftieth now, as far as I'm concerned, as far as the movie. Yeah, it's and, Steve Martin, Donald Duck. Uh, yeah, put it on DVD, put it in the stores, get another nineteen bucks out of you. Yeah, uh, but it go. Let the DFs collect it. All right, so you want to move on to fireworks then? Uh, I'm just waiting, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. Sometimes you're waiting. Sometimes you're pausing for stuffing Dramatic your face. effect. No, stuffing your face or taking a drink or something. Sometimes I actually pause so you can talk, and then you never do. Well, eh. sometimes I have nothing to say. <laughs> or I don't know where okay, you want so to go. Fireworks. All right, fireworks. <laughs> Should a fireworks show be replaced? Remember, it was part of the 50th. An amazing show, hands down, but how long should it stay? Well, and, and, and I guess we can kind of, the next question kind of comes in with this one. Do the average park guests care that fireworks show is three years old? Well, I'm going to say right now, no, I don't think no. they do. Fantasy I, I in the Sky, a, how long? <laughs> that was the same oh, fireworks been out for a long time. For how long? But you know, it was long time. a long time. Wikipedia. All right. Well, I'll, I'll go back. Today. Sure, why not? Um, I mean, here's what I think about Remember. I, I love Remember. Now, I don't stop and watch fireworks a lot, even when it was Fantasy in the Sky. You know, I'll look up, but I won't go, you know, get my spot on Main Street. I did a couple times for Remember. I think the difference here on Remember is I might, you know, edit some of the Julie Andrews stuff so it's not um, so centric around the 50th. Other than that, I think the show could stay as it is and be fine. All know? right. Well, here, here's the thing is that Remember is hub-centric, for the best viewing and to be, you know, immersed in the show, you need to be on the hub. Really. I mean, the castle plays a central role, you know, the flames, the circus, you know, firework things, you know, the spinning wheels, you know, you see them from the castle, the way, the way that the Matterhorn and whatever is over here is, you know, shooting at each other for the pirates business. The, you, you know, you get the point, right? The hub, it's, it's designed to be seen from the hub. Fantasy yeah, but though you- you see a lot of people. You're right. Fantasyland in the Sky could be seen from anywhere. Anywhere. And and could be understood from anywhere. Though, when I was in New Orleans Square the other night, packed with people, blankets out. They, you know, a lot of people are just looking for that high stuff. They, you know, okay, fine. You see some colors and lights down Main Street. Uh, us bigger geeks are the ones that probably like that. The average person who's just looking for fireworks. They're looking to the sky and they're ooh and ah when Mickey shapes come up and squares and yeah. all the new fancy stuff they can do. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know that well, all of them really care that Tinkerbell goes back and forth, back up and down, up back yeah. and forth. You know, it looks cool, no doubt. Oh, very cool. Do you want to take a guess at how long Fantasy in the Sky ran? Uh, Twenty years. Uh, n- no. Forty-two you years. Me to what? Forty-two years. The same, yes. every song, everything, huh? Wow. 1958 to year 2000 was Fantasy uh-huh. in the Sky, according to the Wikipedia entry. Okay. Wow. Well, I think Fantasy, I, I like that, um, the soundtrack mix they use for Fantasy in the Sky. So. Yeah. Wow. So, well, I a- guess no. The average park. <laughs> guest doesn't care that fireworks shows are three years old. Yeah, but Remember's awesome. I, I you know... Just the the whole thing where it just puts you in the middle, laser effects, the whole ride audio business taking you around the park. I think just, I think that's what makes it resonate with 
most people. Yeah, I, I think you are absolutely correct. And even I believe Lou and Bob were fairly impressed. Really? Because we, you know, we kept giving them a hard time. That is much better than what wishes. Wishes? Oh gosh. Ugh. Yeah, it was all right, but you know, ah. nothing, nothing to write home about. Personally, I'd take Fantasyland and this um, Fantasy in the Sky over Wishes, but I would would take Remember over all of them. I agree. Now, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't it typically Electric Parade? And when Electric Parade was over, Fantasy in the Sky would light off not too long after that. Fantasy in the Sky was always in about nine thirty-five. Yes. So it gets dark around 7.45, 8 in California it's during the summer, somewhere around there. 8, 8.30. <coughs> Remember, most of your 4th of July fireworks don't light off before 8.30. It's like 8.45, yeah. 9 o'clock. You know, it was probably shortly after. Um, I just uh, remember I a few times, I guess, we'd park at the train station, you know, watch the big... Uh, patriotic electric parade float go by, and then shortly after that was Fantasy in the Sky fireworks. So, might have been okay. Parades. When should a parade be changed? Uh, Does it matter that the current parade is almost three years old, and the last parade was around for more than that? I think five years before it changed. Yeah, that. See, now the funny thing is that 45th anniversary parade of the stars that lasted five years. I think that was an anomaly. I think most parades were in the two-year category or even shorter. Yeah, because I, w- I found some pictures I took of the 25th parade, and I think it only ran for the year. year. For the year, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For the year only. Party uh, Gras, the- Party Gras for 35th was the same thing. It only ran for the year. Right. I'm thinking Lion King, maybe two years, oh, year and a half. No idea. And I'm not a big parade person, but I have to say, I think, uh, and Lion King was running when I worked there. So the like- best parade, I think. Uh, probably one of the best parades I think I've seen at Disneyland. Daytime parades. We'll, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll not lump um, electric, electric parade in. Christmas this. parade. Do you think... Uh, no, see, I liked Aladdin. I like the spitting camels in Aladdin. <laughs> it was, Aladdin's all right. Party Gras was cool, too. I like Party Gras. Party Gras was fun. Actually, you know, the, that, that old um, Disney afternoon parade yeah. Yeah, yeah. was kind of fun. Because so, I like, I actually like Ducktales and stuff. My oldest, you know, watched that and that stuff. Uh, I dug some of those. I think they're available on DVD. Now. All right. So, do you think a parade should be changed yearly? Oh, if it's a celebration parade, I think it should only last as long as the celebration. How's that? Okay. Otherwise, I think the parade can run as long as people are interested in it. I.e., the electrical parade. Oh yeah. You know, in fact, they could have still ran it and not done the whole retirement, try to change to something new. I think the, the whole concept of going to the new one was great, new technology and all that. Sure. They just did a piss-poor job of executing it. Uh, actually, they probably just could have updated the electrical parade to the new technology, and it might have went over better. Much better. Yeah. I, so mean, I, I, don't think, I think only a celebrations parade should be limited. Otherwise, I think it can go as long as it's still... Who's to say it can't do something like the Christmas parade that it's seasonal? You know, I, I mean, I don't know what other season you can I, have. I guess I, Halloween or, or. Parades could be seasonal, no doubt. I think. Well, remember when they used to have just those real uh, small parades uh, that shoot weren't more than like 10, 15 minutes long? They were like little abbreviated parades. Yeah. I can't remember what they were now. Well, like for Blast of the Past. Remember the. Uh, the, the Blast of the Past at only the Main Street, where they'd only uh, do the Main Street sock hop thing. Right, they wouldn't do the whole parade route. 
you remember that? Would they go out to the hub and then back? I don't remember. I don't. I. I, I don't remember. Been a while. <laughs> so I. I don't know what else I can say about that. I see. I didn't even realize the 45th one had ran five years because I don't really stop and watch the parade. Is it exactly the same? Did it not change at all before? No, they changed it was the. The, I'll tell you what changed is the, the, the music, they changed up the music a bit because when the 45th Parade first premiered, it was uh, Pomp and Circumstance from uh, Fantasia 2000. Remember yeah. the Donald Duck? It was that music over and over and over again. And, and it did now, they stopped referring to the 45th somewhere. Yeah. I take yeah. Took that it off. Came the Parade of the Stars. And they'd, remember they'd pull people out of the crowd, put them on the bus. I said, I don't watch. The parades. Well, yeah, you know, you you just kind of you just kind of catch that stuff as you're walking around. You see a uh, busload of people. I'm, not when I'm darting through the stores <laughs> trying to get around the crowd. No, um, I seem to remember the Lion King float and some of the which was kind of bringing the one back from the old Lion King parade. And uh, seemed to I me, mean, I saw you know, like Mickey and something. You know, I had a few different main floats where things were going on. Is this the same one that had Ursula in it? Um, or is that the new parade that's running that's now? That's the for new the, parade. You know, again, I've only seen portions of that as I'm walking. Yeah, by. I think I saw the most of the new parade when we were waiting for our flag retreat business during West Fest. Uh, I think I saw we were we were up by Small World waiting to take pictures or something once. I saw saw some stuff. All right, promotions. We're not the parade aficionados, that's for sure. No, you know, and I know I bag on uh, uh, that. Inside the crap, uh, what? Ins- I always get that one. Magic inside. Um, inside anyway, the magic. That's the one. That, you know, he doesn't know a lot of what the shows are. Doesn't get there when it opens. I'm not a big uh, parade. Yeah, my kids have never really dug them either. I think even the electrical parade, I'd skip most of the time. I like to go see it in a group, uh, like when we did for West Fest. That was fun because it's kind of a group thing. But it, in, in general, yeah, it's fun watching other people see it that don't see it that often. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, so promotions. Should anniversaries last more than a year? That This one, this, sorry, the sentence structure that I'm reading. More back. than the year that Disneyland is that age. All right. Yeah, no. Uh, should, <laughs> should a year of a million dreams actually only be a year? Well, I, yes. Uh, <laughs> is it good, bad, or, <laughs> or weak uh, that they stretch things? Yes. Who decides what anniversary years to really celebrate and which one's not to. And the example Good question, yeah. I've taught DCAs. Well, I think, let's let's hit DCAs real quick. I think DCAs was purposely just, you know, the blinders were put on, let's move on through the year because DCA has had a rocky uh, five years, not a lot of uh, public accolades, not a lot of private accolades within the company either. So I think it was easier to let it go, hopefully build this momentum and maybe at a, some other time celebrate something, maybe 10, who knows. Plus, Disneyland's 50th was still going. And that was still going on, which, yes, I kind of wrapped the whole thing together, I guess. I don't know. Epcot, someone's got their head up their that's, ass. That's just wrong. <laughs> I, so, that's I just someone's so got wrong. their head up their ass. You know, at this point, I might accept having the wand if it said 25th anniversary yeah. or something on it. Um Someone's got. I'll say it the third time. Someone's got their head up their ass. <laughs> I'm gonna buy that T-shirt. Did you see that T-shirt? The one that says you got your head up your ass for no, not having a tw- no, no. That that um, 
the the guy, the twenty seven nineteen Hyperion guy, that's got the twenty fifth anniversary T shirt. It says twenty fifth anniversary. The legend lives the on. Same logo that's on the uh, DPN yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that he had a T shirt. I didn't go see it. But yeah, the logo is very cool. Yeah, there's yeah, a T shirt that restore the dream. Acknowledge the legacy. Restore the dream. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you buy me one too while you're there? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> um. Should a year of a million dreams actually be a year? Uh, yes, but they have to actually fulfill a million dreams, I think, before they can stop it. So hopefully they can do that in a year. Yeah. Well, <laughs> did you see? <laughs> um, I hope it only goes a year. And to be honest, other than Epcot, I would kind of like to see a year without a celebration yeah, spend some money in the park somewhere else and forget the celebration. Uh, I mean, the, I was reading somewhere that the 50th celebration actually brought in a lot of dough. The company did really yeah, well, yeah. and the the park looked good. To try to top that yet again with something like the Million Dreams thing, which I don't think is personally it's going to do it. That just it just makes for a disappointment. It's almost like making the sequel to the movie that shouldn't have a sequel made to it. Let, let it go for a year. They would have been better off to drop the million dreams, go right in, you know, to building an Epcot one, and and do yeah. that. In my in my opinion, so yeah, I can't argue with you there. Is it good, bad, lazy, or weak that they stretch things? Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it, it, it occasionally has been good. Um, many times it's been bad, and yes, it's probably lazy and or weak that they do these things. Um, because, you know, it's easy to get in a rut. Well, why gear up a new parade? We got one that's working. Well, sort of. No, I'm just saying that might be a thought. You know, shoot, we've been doing uh, fantasy, fantasy in the Sky for 35 years. Yeah, I think we can stretch it to 40, maybe 42. Um, you know what I'm saying? It's that you got something that's working. Uh, I think that's the attitude sometimes. It's not changing. It's working. It's not broke. So, yeah, I think it's lazy a lot of times. And we, you can say weak because no one's got the balls to say, let's change this or let's do something different. Or, yeah. Everybody's afraid to make the mistake that's going to get them fired. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's the, you know, the Imagineering blog. Have you read that lately? You had the guy was talking about that culture of fear. Yeah. Walt Disney Imagineering. I was talking to the Imagineer guy at work who we are finally going to do that interview shortly really and it's being reached actually that whole restructure is going back to a similar structure uh of when he was there well that's cool. oh you were you were at lunch with him the yeah. other day with us, yes. and he were ta- kind of talking about that so he's still banging on me for applying over there he's like don't do it oh that's you know I, for you to say you've been there done that i almost you know i didn't i didn't know if i should bring it up at that lunch because you'd already told yeah. me that you had done that, and I said, "I want to." Uh, have you said anything? Huh? It wouldn't matter. Well, I, you know, I don't know if you'd said anything been, or not. He's been giving me a hard time, but I don't, I don't care. And, you know, it's I, I, I want to call it somewhat of a pipe dream, anyways. I mean, applied that doesn't mean anything. So sure, anybody can apply. I mean, I mean even the inside the tragic what inside the even magic. that guy could um, <laughs> apply. That doesn't mean anything will happen. At least on this one, it'll be by merit. It's not by how many times your wife votes for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But I'm not saying anything that that's wrong, but, you know. Sure. There's not, not that there's anything wrong with that, right? No, no. Good thing we can't do that in presidential elections, except maybe <laughs> in Ohio and Florida. 
<laughs> Come on, let's not get all political now. <laughs> I'm not. That's all I was going to say. <laughs> okay. Uh-uh. All right. <laughs> um, wow, well, this will be a short show if we're getting into here. It's 40 minutes. Yeah, well, that's good. It's back to our roots. No? That's not necessarily a good thing. <laughs> what, going back to our roots? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, lucrative, though. He brings up the con- and the angle of r- lucrative. Is it not lucrative enough to celebrate? Where's well, the... That's the, last, the, very last, the very last sentence. Oh, you mean for Epcot, maybe? Or, or well, for the generalized... DCA's, for DCA's fifth, I think he's correct. Yeah, I don't think it would have been a lucrative thing to advertise what a lot of people consider a big mistake. Epcot, on the other hand, I think could have been very lucrative. Yeah, I mean, they, I think they proved more than once that uh, the right kind of celebration attitude gets gets attendance up. Okay, what was the celebration right before Disney's 50th? Walt's 100th birthday? Okay, what was previous to that? In Florida or in general? In general. Um, then that would unless be 45th. You can think of a Florida, unless you can think of a Florida one. 45th, I guess. Disneyland's 45th. Okay. All right. Um, then, Disney, then, then, you know, Magic Kingdom's 25th. Well, Magic, if, to do Magic Kingdom's 25th, you have to say Walt Disney World as a whole. Um, because the, the resort as a whole is the same age as the Magic Kingdom. Correct. Right. Correct. Yes, correct. Not going to lie. Not going to disagree. So. Okay, so Disneyland had a 35th celebration, right? Yes. Good size one. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. Reagan came, remember? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, I saw Reagan very, almost as close as you and I are right now. Um, <laughs> actually, that much closer been, than that. That must have been a thrill for you then. Yeah, no, right. I, yeah, he came into security, and you know, he got in his little car in the back, and all that. So that was kind of cool. We were keeping all the riffraff employees away from him. Uh, you know, of course, only the supervisors got to take their picture with him, bastards. Sure, uh, that's normal. Gotta have some, but RHAP, you know, right? The um, Walt Disney World's thirty-sixth or thirty-fifth anniversary got kind of swept under the rug. But for Disneyland, that was a big celebration. Correct. So previous to that... The 35th anniversary would be during Disneyland's 50th. Yeah, it would. And, but, you know, and I will admit, I, I felt that Disneyland got slighted in the advertisement, though Disneyland got spruced up, which we all wanted. Yeah, but they try to make it a nationwide thing. Well, yeah, they the tried happiest. to make it a nationwide thing, and when you saw the advertisements, it was talking all about Florida. Happiest celebration or happiest homecoming, yeah, whatever that is. They showed Walt, and then they, they, they went right to Disney World. Disney World's getting four new attractions from around the world, and Disneyland got a new paint job. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a slap, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think so. Now, uh, did Disneyland have a big 30th? That would be 1985. I, I don't. A, I don't remember. I it was, was. It was recognized. It wasn't maybe as dazzling as the 35th or the well, 25th. 
I was I was on deployment in 1985, so I know I missed it. Okay. What I'm getting at is, when was the birthday cake for Walt Disney World and the Magic Kingdom? 25th. So, 25th. so the 30th, they doesn't sound like they really got much either. Correct. Someone may chime in and tell us there was some, maybe something kind of local that we didn't uh, see nationally, but it would seem to be that nothing real big was celebrated. Yeah. Huh? So, well, so okay, I mean, then all it does is reinforce this question about who decides what. You know, the question is nobody friggin' knows. Well, it, it they used to be kind of celebrated in five, ten, fifteen year increments. I mean, it's kind yeah, of well, started under Walt. They had a five year. They had a ten year. Uh, I I was lucky enough to be in Walt Disney World at the end of the fifth and the end of the fifteenth one. I think I I've got some license plates or something that said like you know, the celebration for the fifth year and the 15th year. Um, you know, no, nothing happened for Epcot's 20th. No. Nothing happened for Epcot's, well, there might have been something for the 10th. I don't remember. Um, I don't remember. To the best of my knowledge, nothing happened on the, on the, on the 25th. I'm, I'm almost wondering if they're taking the attitude of we celebrate the resort, and not, not the an park. individual park. I don't know that I necessarily agree that's right. And, you know, Epcot isn't exactly what Walt wanted, so maybe there's some that think, why should we, you know, try to put something together and everybody's going to say, again, this isn't what Walt wanted, you just cheapened it, you made it, you know, an, uh, a ticketed thing just to make some more money. I mean, you never know what they might be thinking there, though I think you might as well celebrate it. It's a, you know, a, you know, pretty good pretty good thing to celebrate milestones yeah yeah I, you know i don't know who it's i think they have to tie it into a marketing scheme now it's not it's not celebration for celebration purposes it's celebration for the purpose to drive attendance so if, yeah well i think it seriously. always was that way do you think walt put the 10th anniversary on tv so people wouldn't come no 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 <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. But, you know, back then you had Disneyland, and now you've got, you know, Disneyland, California Adventure, and a resort area here. You've got four parks and crap load of hotels in Florida. You've got... It almost seems fair, like you'd you know, be, every other year you'd be celebrating sure, someone... Sure, somebody's opening. And now with, you know, with um, uh, Disney World's and... Uh, Disneyland's, you know, the and big dates can kind of overlap in the same year. That makes it kind of hard. Yeah, yeah. That's so. That goes back to his thing. Just the year of the, just the year of the yeah, celebration. Yeah. But you know, Wendy starts. Uh, I mean, Disneyland's thirty fifth started on, you know, January second or third or something of nineteen ninety. Even though Park's birthday was still a good seven months away. Yeah, that, that's been asked before. Do you celebrate just in the general year or the anniversary, or do you actually start on the anniversary date and go for a year? You know, you would think maybe you'd just start on the anniversary date and go, but uh, that's probably not a marketing person's first thought. Is you try to milk as much as you can <laughs> sure. it within the year that you know it happened, and then go that much. So that's why I think it went like eighteen months or more. They started January. Is that what you said, January? Yeah, January. It was seriously that birthday's in July, so they they got a six month start to build up to the July birthday, and then they go almost another year after that. No, it didn't last. It they came down for Christmas. 
Yeah, but a lot of it went back up. A lot of the, there's only one or remember. two of the 50th um, hidden Mickey's. One of them was in Big Thunder that didn't go back up after the uh, the Christmas celebration. Oh. Hmm. Oh well. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. Well, four <laughs> years, and we'll get to the Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney Resort being forty. God forbid they do another birthday cake. Yeah. Uh, you know, and also, you know, the the thing with Epcot this year, maybe with Siemens coming in, that's just too much. They're going to be closing Spaceship Earth, um, and it's got kind of some phased upgrades to it. Maybe they're just like, whoops, the timing just didn't work out. Uh, you'd think they'd have some kind of ceremony, though. Even if they didn't celebrate the year, you'd think they'd, you know, maybe, what? you know, just at least acknowledge the date with some kind of like well you know, Disneyland, we, we yeah. Just yeah, I think you're going to why, why don't we come in and go to where that nice old glass statue used to be and pine for the old days and <laughs> you know talk about how the attractions used to be and what we have planned in the future and you know put a time capsule there or something to move on I, I, well i was gonna say like disneyland used to do you know on their birthday in the non-celebration years every cast member would get a tag to hang from their from their name tag right remember the little little banner you know, you'd a, get? Lot, a lot of times they even handed out pins and buttons uh to guess yeah you know which is minor right just a minor but it's something it's an it's, sure. it's an acknowledgement there were many years and i know i'm gonna sound like a uh a big DF for this, but and I, <laughs> when when I had the means to go to Disneyland on my own before, you know, passes and all that, and when I started to work there, that I would go every July seventeenth. Then always spend the whole day, and it wasn't always a huge thing like it is now. Uh, but I kind of stopped doing it. It's too busy. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, just <laughs> I mean, well now everything has got to be a big marketing thing too. What what time did you show up? For this, the oh gosh, fiftieth, that was just insane. You talk about a DF. I think you won the DF award. <laughs> no, that's a DF. <laughs> you don't see me getting angry or pissed you off. You don't have to get angry to be a DF. <laughs> no, seriously, we are, we probably I think we arrived at at Disneyland at like four four a.m. Somewhere four four thirty. Sherry might remember better than me. I for your little cheap Mickey ears and your piece of cake and. You and know, but you say chance to stand in line for how long to get some of that stuff? We didn't. We did not. We did not do that. We did not go stand in line for the day of merchandise. That's where everyone, everyone went to Space Mountain, or they went to the stand in line on the Big Thunder Trail for the day of merchandise. We went on rides, and holy crap, all the lines are short. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody's in that line for the crap, right? Yeah, seriously, seriously. We, I know we. They had. They had. Close to five thousand people in line inside California Adventure, waiting for Disneyland to open that day. And when we got in, you know, there's five thousand people in front of us, and there was they were all not riding rides. So yeah, but we how long did we last? Yeah, you know, we I think we left at like eleven. We were pretty much out of gas at that point. All I can say is wow. And supposedly they're getting ready to close the gates. Supposedly. So, but no, we didn't look back. I mean, there is that kind of thing. I I was there. Uh, you know, that and, you know, maybe five bucks will buy you a coffee at Starbucks. But, mm. <laughs> you know, we happen to be recording. Well, and that's pretty much all we can do for you, Anton, at the moment for, for this 
uh, when no when to say when. That's about all we can uh, yeah. say about. And we and but we know we're gonna, we're gonna five s- other things we may touch on in the next few weeks. Yeah. But what I was going to say is we are actually recording on the day that the fort is supposedly yeah. just coming down. And I got a text message from uh, Toast earlier today to know if I was going to go and you know say my last goodbyes. Uh, I already did that. Well, you know, I kind of looked at it two ways. I worked it when it wasn't exactly in its prime, but it was in pretty good shape. I went over a few weeks ago when, when the island reopened. And I was there in December uh, while it was technically closed, but security and other people were still using it. It was there for a, a party for a retiring security cast member. And you might say I, I said my goodbyes then. It's like going to see the sick and decaying relative. Yeah, you want to remember them as they're strong. You want to remember them in their better times and not when they don't know who you are. And they're drooling and, you know, whatever else might be going on. That's kind of the condition the fort's in. And I'll uh, try to remember in its better days. <laughs> and if not, I have pictures of the crap it was in in the last, you know, few days. Of yeah, no. So I, I don't know if it's going to quite make it all down in one night, but that's... Four days, supposedly. Four days. Starting tonight, I think. Yeah. I'm, I'm just interested in seeing what they're going to... Um, what they're going to do, they're going to put something there, supposedly. Yeah, yeah, some kind of blockhouse or you know something. So Yeah, well. it, it will be interesting to see what's going, going in there. Sorry, I got distracted by this daddy logling who just came swinging down in front of my monitor. And cr- I was walking across my, my desk. You didn't crush him? Not a, no, daddy loglings are good spiders. You, you, don't, you don't, I'm not ruthless people, you know. <laughs> ruthless people would <laughs> pick it up and take it outside. Yeah, then he went that, that, back and stepped on it. <laughs> okay. Well, I also don't like to have spider guts in the do- bottom of my shoes. But, you know. Better on the bottom of your shoes than on your hand or in your food or something. Yeah, but, you know, they're harmless. and they, they, They're good. They're good spiders. All right, well. <laughs> probably not walking on him because he's walking away and I won't see him later and I'll just smash him somewhere in the concrete. By accident. Yeah. Now, you went, you went to see subs on opening day? Yes, I did. And when did you decide to do that? I had some thoughts in my head that I might go. And then after some people were posting and Richard called me to tell me how long the line was, I was like, you know, I don't think I'll do this. And Bert called me and Jimmy called me and they said Heather was going to be in line and she'd save us a spot. And I said, well, hey, look, I'm probably won't get off until this time you know whatever it was um they're like oh come on down well i didn't know john dub was coming so john met up with us so by the time i got there i got in line right across from tomorrowland terrace so it wasn't too bad we waited maybe 40 maybe 40 minutes from that spot um okay i didn't have to stand in the four-hour line she stood three hours for that go around and where did she get and, in line where did the um, Way back by, I think, just past the motorboats in that small world uh, viewing area. Are you kidding? No. In fact, I, have, I have pictures of it. I just haven't posted it yet. I haven't been home to... Well, I'd like to see those pictures. Um, and wow. the monorail. You know, that's another thing. I, I, you know, I posted that the yellow monorail was just there temporarily. 
And what Richard failed to tell me, it was just the sail that was attached temporarily. The monorail was still yellow and operating all day. Like that. That that looked actually kind of cool. I... No, you don't like it? You know, it was unique to see once. Oh, it's kind of cool. looks like the subs. Okay, now take it off. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's kind of my my thought. But it ran. I don't know if it's still running like that, because I couldn't tell if it was that static stuff like they put on buses and, and cars or if it was a paint job. I, no, I couldn't tell. I think it's the first thing you said. Uh... I, I think so, too. Um, who knows? Don't really care. Hopefully it comes off. Um so, yeah, I didn't have to stand that long in line. I, I got new video that's actually pointing at everything that's happening. How'd you do and that? What'd you do? Did you set the camera at an angle, not flat again? No, the I, I opened, I opened the, instead of trying to look through the view, the view screen, I opened up the, the little LCD. Okay. And I watched the attraction through the LCD um, the screen, display rather than trying to look through the porthole. So, so you would swing the camera to... I would adjust it here and there as as necessary. Yeah, uh, I probably need a wide angle attachment to do it better. Uh, and I took uh, high definition audio, which I have not posted yet, and what no high, photographs. High definition audio. Yeah, that's what some call it when you record at um, ninety six kilohertz. Oh, okay. It's, they some. I've heard it referred to as high def more than once when it's recorded at 96. So I usually record, I get 44. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. So I did that and I haven't posted it yet. Did a little interview with Heather and we had the Jedi Academy competing with us and we must have had a little win because I didn't have the windscreen on the, uh, on the H4. And we picked up a little bit of uh peaking of really? like wind going through. Yeah. So, but it, it worked out fairly well. And then we, we went and hung out over in uh, Walt's um, area of the of the Golden Horseshoe in the little booth. Okay, next cool. To the state. Um, I had dessert. They, some of them needed to eat, and I'd grab something to eat before I went. So we, we hung around and enjoyed each other's company. I left a few of our business cards in in the uh, booth. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Took some pictures of that too. <laughs> I had to post those. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, it was a good time. Heather was a good sport. Uh, she went on it twice that day and stood in line. So John, because she knew we had seen it, so she wouldn't stand in line for us. And J- Jimmy joined her for about half of her, well, three quarters of her st- her stay. I think he was there for about two hours. Just to keep her company? Or did he actually get to go? How's that? Did he get to go on the ride, too? Yeah, yeah, he stayed and went okay. on the ride. Jimmy, okay. Jimmy's a good sport. He's a, um, I like Jimmy. He's a nice guy. So, and we didn't have any... Toasty Company, just John. So it was just the four of us, and That's and we cool. rode we rode on the starboard side this time. I don't know if there's really any different though. Darla appears slightly in a different spot. She seems to be more covered up by coral or something than she is on the other side. It's like in a little alcove or something. Uh, we did towards the end. They were sending out like a wolf pack of three. Coming back, uh, we stopped. We just stopped. We we sat in one place for. It had to be five minutes before we actually finally pulled forward and you saw the crabs playing with the bubbles and all that. Mm. Um, so I, I can see that it's just going to be a mess for a long time. And forget trying to pick, take a picture of the lagoon. You can't even hardly get close because of all the switchbacks. and the. Oh, really? Um, you might, you know, depending on how anal they're going to get for the monorail exit, the stairs coming down, um, 
you know, if you could get in there, take a quick picture, uh, the way I want to do it, set up with a tripod, they, I, I have a feeling they might run me out. So Okay. I, I wanted to redo some of my pictures. got a new lens. It, it tends to uh, run a little hotter. Um, some of the brightly lit things have washed out a little more, so I've got to uh, kind of play with the settings and you know, kind of learn the lens and all that. So, well, that's a good segue for Kingdom Photovolt. Okay, the, <laughs> we're moving into the Plug City. Yeah, plugs are coming. The, the, <laughs> okay. the store is open. <laughs> finally, uh, finally, Chris got all that worked out. There are some fine, fine photographs. Um, we've already had. Uh, uh, it was barely open, and we've already had sales. So that's that's a good thing. We're happy about that. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I saw Coconut Waters bought one. I guess. Yeah, he was one of the one of the first. I think I think Coconut might have been the first customer of the Kingdom Photo Vault. So he'll go down in history as the one that got it all started. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. All right then. Uh, okay, I was just going to start reading off the emails. Hey, see, so we broke an hour. Does that make you happy? That makes me feel a lot better. Are you saying we have some other emails you want to read? No, no, no. I was just going to give out the email addresses as if nobody knows them. Wait, did oh. you did you read did you read uh, Aussie John's last email where he was messing with the <laughs> messing with the cappy of Vegas? How funny is that? <laughs> I I think we should read that one. I, that's oh. that one's great. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, let's read that one because you know I've I've been made fun of. In fact, while we were on the subs, I don't know what came up in. We were saying we were making some jokes because we're sitting there waiting, just going, God, you know, what's going on? Is it slow loading? You know, what's and uh, I, I made some crack about, you know, this would have been perfect if we would have got an Outback Steakhouse at the exit. <laughs> you know, and all the cast members should learn to speak with an Australian accent to really, really tie the attraction together. And I said something about having the uh, we needed a <laughs> we needed the crocodile hunter with a um, stingray. <laughs> and they're like, you are so bad. Uh, but, you know, I really believe, and I said something on the other show, that they're, they're pimping the daughter now out there for everything they can get. Oh, yeah. So our 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 best Aussie friend uh, writes us this email saying, dear, well, not dear, Aussies don't say dear, uh, Greg Mike Richard, I enjoy the DF Discussion show and just wanted to share a Steve Irwin experience to you. And for those of you who don't know who Steve Irwin is, it is... The Crocodile Hunter. Thank you. You got that one good. Thanks. In 2001, we were in L.A. for a business trip. After we finished up, I met the family in Las Vegas for a week of family time. We had never been to Nevada before. On our first day, it was hot, real hot, and our kids were still small, so we thought we'd catch a cab from where we were staying at the MGM to Fremont Street for the light show and music show. Now, you know he's talking going down there at night, and it's still yes. freaking hot. Which, yes, well, he must be there in the summer. Yeah. yeah, it's still 100 we degrees. Jumped into the the cab as soon, we jumped into the cab, and as soon as the driver heard our Aussie accents, he wanted to talk about Australia. The conversation quickly soured, however, when he asked me if I knew Steve Irwin. Yes, Australia has 20 million people, but we are all asked all the time we were, uh, when we were in the States. When I replied that Steve was an arrogant dickhead and was a wanker, 
the driver started to abuse us and told me and my wife that we were not patriotic and Steve was a hero. Now, which was making me think, what was this guy? I guess, having been in Vegas, but uh, to my wife's horror, I went on to say that Steve was known to root sheep. And I'll let you think about that. And all his stunts were done with a stuntman. This was the last straw for the driver as he pulled up in the middle of the strip and wanted to fight me in the middle of the road. By this stage, my wife was hysterical. The kids were crying. You know, I was thinking that I had a real psycho on my hands. I'm thinking he's probably <laughs> thinking the same thing. But my wife sensibly threw him 20, a $20 bill and pulled me out of the cab. The driver then got out, threw the money back at her, spat at me, told me to stick my money in my arse and drove off. <laughs> I was pissing myself, which I don't think means the same thing as we mean here. No, I was pissing myself and yeah. thought it was hilarious. But the wife really had the crabs. <laughs> <laughs> and that doesn't translate well either. Thank you very yeah, much. It's still English, right? Doesn't translate still English. I, I, think, I think crabby, right? <laughs> uh, I think I know what he means, but okay. it just sounds funny. Although I, <laughs> Although I refused to come home to Australia the next day, it was really a horrible next six days. And needless to say, we have never returned to Las Vegas. Dude, never returned to Vegas. Come on. Yeah, get over that it. This is you know, awesome. The, yeah, who's the being a Sheila thing? now? Yeah, yeah, who's the Sheila now? You hear that? John, <laughs> Mike's calling you out as the Sheila. Oh. When Richard and I were there, what, a couple months ago at the NAB convention, um, we were taking pictures out in front of not our hotel, but some hotels taking pictures of the uh, New York, New York. And we bumped into an Australian and I don't want to say we asked him <laughs> if, we, if he knew Steve Irwin, but I think somehow, um, Oh, you know what? We asked him about how big Australia was because we had that question that came up on the show. So we were kind of asking him, uh, it was, very, it was a very interesting guy, a, a nice bloke, as they say, uh, so anyways, back to this email. Okay. In 2004, Steve was hired by our organization to do some promo work for the local tourism industry. Over a beer, I told Steve the story, and like me, he thought it was funny, but he also said that people took him way too seriously overseas. I agree with you guys. The whole mother-daughter thing is real weird, and unfortunately, there's a real focus by now in the family to keep the cash rolling in. Oh, well, I hope this gives you a laugh as the wife and I can still not see the funny side of the story. Or the, the wife can still not see the funny side of the story. P.S. I won't read the rest of this because it's more for us and it's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. All the best, John. That's such a funny story. Oh, every story John sends us is a funny story. Uh, we have to take uh, him to Vegas. Oh, yeah. 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 When he's in town, you know, he's mentioned, uh, he wrote me one about... He knows my local digs. He knows where I live. He knows some of the restaurants at the pier. So next time he's in town, I got to take him, if, even if it's him and the family, down to those places and and uh, have a shrimp on the barbie. Yeah, I know that's not one of you. Don't, you don't use that. But we'll have a beer and a and a something. You know, so that, that'll be fun. I, I, the guy just makes me laugh. It. Uh, I always enjoy getting his emails. Yeah, that was great. So I think that's a great way to end the show. We don't have yeah. a voicemail anymore. Um, yeah, well, one of these days I'll actually try to get a hold of those those people and ask them, hey, can we have our freaking number back? But every time I... Say no, we'll just have to get another one. Well, you know, it's 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 really tr- 
changed. You used to be able to pick your number. Now they just give you one. Yeah, you were well. When I did mine, I I got to pick through a series of numbers. Yeah, you know, well, try to match closely. This last time, no choice. Just here's your number. I try to go back and set it back up. Hmm. We already read that one by uh, J.L. Banker, right? About wearing his T-shirt. Yes. We read that the last show. Okay. Yes. And we did two shows ago. Uh, actually, we're caught up on emails. I, well, the, you know, we have except for did we ever mention? Um, I'm sorry. Uh, WDW radio show? Lou's? Yeah, Lou Mangelos. No. I still talk to him a lot by email. A great guy. Which I don't think there's anybody out there that doesn't know that Lou Mangelos got a show called uh, WDW Radio. Um, but good guy, still friends of uh, pretty much everybody in the Disney podcasting world. He's just an all, all around good guy, though he's short. We'll, you know, <laughs> we'll get over that. Um, so. Mouse Fest, uh, you're going, right? Yeah, we'll be there. Okay, part of it, maybe make the Mega Mouse meet if it's yes. on property. Yes, yes. Uh, there was some talk about moving it off property, which that means I'm not going to the Mega Mouse meet. Really? It should be. It, Where'd you really see that? Really what? I won't go or really uh, it's not going to be on property? Really, they're moving it off? No, no. Didn't say they were moving it. I, for, I've got, um, maybe, he may not want his name out there that he told me this, but it okay. was somebody from another podcast who might, let's say, be on their planning committee, who is their contact with uh, the Mouse Fest people. Gotcha. So he's been following the emails and all that. And, you know, there was some talk about, you know, cost changes. And I guess, I don't know if it's costing too much to have it at the Swan um, or the Dolphin or the Dolph Swan, whatever you guys Schwalf, call it. The Schwalfin. <laughs> so there was thought about going off property. Well, the whole idea of having Mouse Fest I thought was to be on yeah. property. Now, yeah. granted, West Fest, we went off property, uh, purely a um, financial thing to make it palatable for the larger majority sure. of our people to come. And it was so far off property, all you had to do is walk across the street and brave the dangerous California streets, literally across the street from the parking lot. So that worked. I don't know of anything at Walt Disney World that's just across the street. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Because I don't think you'll find that the hotels in Lake Buena Vista are any probably cheaper than, the, or they might be, the Schwan or the Dolph Swan, whatever you guys are calling it. Um, you know, that's a funny, do they still call that Lake Buena Vista since now it's no longer the Disney marketplace? It's, you know, that whole area used to be kind of like Lake Buena Vista and, and all that. Now it's downtown Disney and all that. I didn't know if that area where the hotels was had changed its name or not. I have no idea. Well, so there you go. So for all those people who show up to Disney and, and rely on Disney transportation, it would be really bad. And I hope that they'll think about those kind of things and keep it on property somewhere. Um, so, and I'm not sure what the DPN involvement is going to be yet. You know, if they're going to have a table or what they're going to do and all that. So, but I do plan on being uh, at in Florida as long as something catastrophic doesn't happen. I should be there. I, I think 4th through the 11th is what I'm trying to do. Yeah, that's the same as me. 4th through the 11th? Tuesday to Tuesday. Yeah. I might go longer. You know, this is some. Finally, I had my first hiccup with the Walt Disney World uh, website. I saved. I had four things saved. I went back in there the other day. The site looks a little different, and all my saved crap is gone. Really? My, yes. And it bothers me because... 
Uh, one of them was cheaper than what's coming up now, and I wanted to use it. And it said it was good till the middle of uh, July or whatever. You know, I had time on it, where it's, so I emailed them. I haven't got a response back uh, of what happened to them. I, what the weird thing was, I had put two similar ones in there, one for eight days, one for seven days. The eight days was the same price as the seven day, so I was going to grab that one. And I went back in there the other night to put the, the deposit on it, and it wasn't there. And I was like, what the heck? Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, so I've emailed them to try to find out, uh, you know, what, what's going on with that. So we'll, if not, you know, it's, it, I think I'm going to stay at French quarter. So really, uh, you'll be around the corner for me then. You're going to be at the riverside again. Yes. You guys ever try anything new in your life? Yeah. We think about it. Then, you know, we don't want to spend the money and then we don't want to be stuck way out in the freaking corner. Uh, what, to try Coronado or to try Caribbean yeah. Beach? Or yeah, 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 yeah. We just like, we like it, you know? That's... Well, I understand it. Obviously, Scopa thinks they named the hotel after him, and he likes <laughs> he likes the dorm rooms over at the Pop, and I don't mind the Pop either. In fact, I thought about that because it saved me some money, but I, I guess I want to try enough of different ones until I kind of think, you know what? Yeah, figure out what you're I'll after, just, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just stay here now. You know, the wife got kind of spoiled with Grand Floridian, we're going to try the Yacht or Beach Club. I'm not sure which one it is. It's, it's in the Yacht and Beach Club area. I think it's the beach. Uh, so eventually I'll probably say, screw it. I just need a room. But it, it was kind of nice to have some of the extra amenities at, at the bigger place. And I think I'm going to like the location of the Beach Club because of going back and forth between those two parks is going to be very convenient. So we'll see how that goes. And maybe we'll try Boardwalk or, you know, she will have not tried the French Quarter, uh, so maybe we'll try that. <laughs> yeah, I think the French Quarter is the smaller of the two. So yes, I, I it is. Yes, to stop there first. Yes, they do. And now, where you're staying used to be Dixie Landing, right? Correct. And the French Quarter has always been French Quarter. Yes, they used to be two totally separate resorts, but now they're considered one resort. Correct. Correct. One check-in, or they have two check-ins. Two check-ins. So there's still two check-ins. So I'm not getting why now they're considered one resort, but oh well. But yes, but that's a long way away. The two check-ins are a long no, way away. No, Mouse Fest is a long way away. A little early to be talking about it, don't you think? No, because it's <laughs> okay. like roughly six months away. It's before the next West Fest, right? Correct. So I would think you'd kind of talk about the next thing on the plate, and that's the next big thing. As far as I know, is any meat or anything? I don't think of, I know of any other DP and meat going on before then. Do you? No. So, what would be the next thing you'd want to talk about? Westfest? Yeah, but you know, when it gets a little closer, maybe. Well, what if somebody? You know, you should plan because I know there was people saying they couldn't find rooms towards the end, at least at the values, because they'll they'll go first. Um, yeah, we're never our- too early. Well, actually, it is sometimes too early because I tried the book. Paris for 2009, and it was too early for that. Uh, 2008, as far as I could go. In fact, I tried to find some 2008 dates just to kind of get some pricing. And even some of those dates wouldn't come up with numbers. Really? Uh. That's annoying. I, now, I've called reservations like for Florida. They will book you a room only further out, but not a package. Something to do with, you know, prices could change, that kind of BS. Uh, so if you just want to put your, you know, your money down on a, a room that I believe you can do, 
Because we thought if we, we put a deposit it for, for um, Paris for 2009, you can just throw 100 bucks here, throw 100 bucks, you know, start chipping away at it, uh, being two, two years in advance because the one daughter wants to go there for graduation. So graduation. Two years. Um, two years for that, and then it's just the freaking airfare, what, close to $1,000 each. Because <sighs> uh, remember when I was going to go before, the guy that bowled with me so, you know, goes back every year and says, hey, I'm going to go. My sister's not going to go. She usually goes. We're going to stay in the family house. You know, you could go. And I, could, uh, I, I think they said Disney would be about an hour from them. You can take the, 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 the bullet and, you know, it was going to show me around France. So I was starting to look, learn a little French. Funny thing is, you know, he's from there. He uh, speaks French. He used to teach French at, uh, I think, Cerritos College or Cypress College. I forget which one. So he was giving me a bunch of, you know, his lesson books and stuff to, to brush up in the language that I took in high school and don't remember a damn thing about. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> even had picked up some, you know, learn, you know, the CDs, learn French, had them in my car. Uh, Pauli Buffoncet, trying to, you know, remember all that stuff. Um, so yeah, okay. who knows? Yeah. Sounds like it'd be fun. All right. Well, I think that's uh, plenty. Yeah, Richard's the reason Richard's not on the show. He's he's trying to be more. Uh, he's having router issues, so he's okay. he's a technical neophyte. Believe it or not. So hopefully he'll be on next week, and maybe we'll take up another subject that Anton's given us, unless someone else gives us something else that uh, sparks hit. our interest, or something else happens in the world of Disney between now and then that warrants. Our uh, deep discussion. Correct. <laughs> and and you can send those suggestions to Greg at MiceCast.com or Mike at MiceCast.com. Uh, uh, Richard at MiceCast.com. Correct. Yes. yes. Oh, he'll probably check that. So make sure if you send something only to Richard, don't copy us because who knows when yeah. he'll open it. But we're trying to beat him into submission to get him to do that. So uh, we don't want him to be a sometime person. We'd like him to be really more full-time and part of the show. So correct, um, but there's something else, and I got distracted. Oh well, <laughs> it's, it'll come. It'll come later, I suppose. As soon as we turn off the record button, it yeah. will come and it'll be gone. And oh well, oh, we'll get over it. Yeah, right. I'm sure we will. All right, then with that, I'm just gonna say good night. Night.